Hey, everybody. This is your pal, Harry Carey. It's a beautiful day out there for baseball. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk nerd stuff with Enter the Nerd Zone. Take me out to the ball game. Take it away, fellas. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to Enter the Nerd Zone. I am Jay. I am Pete. And we're here to talk to you about nerdy stuff. Yes, nerdy stuff. And as we've told you before, sports can be nerds too. That's right, yeah. And you're listening to two nerds that, you know, believe it or not, and you really better believe it, uh, we actually used to play sports when we were younger. So we're going to talk to you about that a little bit today. Yep. Yep. So, Pete, let me ask you. I mean, uh, I mean, people that listen to this show, they kind of know that uh, – Pete and I uh, kind of grew up, well, we kind of grew up in the same town because you moved here, you weren't raised here in East Brunswick, you moved here about at, how old? At high school, ninth grade, so 13, 12, 13. Okay, yeah. all right, sounds good, but pretty much, you know, uh, you know, same high school, uh, same college, same fraternity even, and, uh, you know, this is, this, this is where we're meeting right here on this podcast, so... Uh, when did you, when did you get into youth sports? What did you play? How did you get started? Let's start there. I started playing, uh, you know, as a kid, um, with my heart condition, I couldn't really play a lot of sports. Uh, so, mm-hmm. but I was able to, and what the sport that I play the most and still love today is baseball. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. And for those that don't know uh you know pete also does uh fat guys and little coats where you do running up the score yeah uh over there and uh you guys talk a lot of baseball i mean pete is a baseball nerd he's a baseball (laughs) fanatic so i am a baseball fanatic that is true even though jay and i disagree about which team's the greatest new york team uh we still i I still do know my sports (laughs) (laughs) absolutely so uh about what age did you get started um, I started playing little, well, t-ball at five. Mm-hmm. So, um, and t-ball, so where I lived, I lived in North Jersey at the time. And uh, the township, it had enough kids in the township that you you would play. Basically, they just pick the kids, you know, they'd be coaches and there's like four or five uh, t-ball teams. So I started off playing t-ball and the t-ball went till I was six. And um, you could play t t-ball like so then it, so we did worked at that time you had t-ball then you had you had coach pitch which was oh yeah which was pretty much up to like age 10 um okay then, now that's changed over these years now now, now me coaching having a, a son now who played baseball and was in little league the entire way up um coach pitch kind of goes away at um, like eight, nine years old, because uh, now you know every kid is a is going to be the next Derek Jeter or David Wright. Ha ha ha. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, um, as a kid, I started out playing t-ball, moved myself up to coach pitch, and then at the age of ten, we started uh, player pitch. And somewhere in there, there was like that hybrid where the coach would pitch, and then the player would pitch type of thing. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, again, 
I, I came out of the womb, probably wanted to play baseball. I was <laughs> always fascinated with it. Um, always loved playing. And again, I think because a lot of it was uh, I couldn't really play anything else. Um, with my okay. heart condition, I could play soccer. I played a little soccer, but baseball was my first love. How about you? Uh, I mean, same thing. I, I started Little League. I was probably about six, seven years old. And, you know, at that time, we didn't have T-ball. So it was coach pitch from the beginning. Um, and the funny thing was is, like, as a kid, I really loved sports. Uh, you know, I loved I loved football. I loved baseball. I loved basketball. Uh, but, you know, my neighborhood, there weren't a lot of kids. So, you know, we couldn't get together, like, pick up games at baseball, this or that. So I really enjoyed, you know, my dad set up a hoop in the back and, you know, I would shoot baskets. I shoot baskets with him, this and that. But we didn't really have, like, at that time, like a rec basketball league. And I like baseball. And my dad, my dad would probably rival you as a baseball fanatic. I mean, he grew up playing, like, every sport under the sun. But baseball was his thing, like, so much so that he actually got a tryout with the then. This is, like, how old? You know, well, it's my dad. I mean, come on. It's, it's a while ago. But he actually got a tryout with the Milwaukee Braves. Oh, um wow. And he actually got assigned to like uh, like a summer league farm team. He you know he played like a season uh, like a summer, and he he kind of realized he's like, yeah, this is about as far as I'm going. And he you know, but you know his love of baseball, he passed it on to me. Um, yeah, and I played here in the township, and like I said, it was coach pitch all the way up until I think about. Same thing, about nine, ten years old, and uh, you know, I played it really. I think till I was about maybe thirteen, fourteen years old, and uh, that's that's when it really wasn't fun anymore. So, <laughs> but but I'll I'll get into that. But so go ahead. your dad, so your dad played catch you in the backyard, did all that fun stuff. Oh yeah. So oh yeah. So my childhood was a little bit different in regards to that. Um, mm -hmm. My father was a boxer professionally. Uh, for wow. uh, up until you know, I was probably like three or four, uh, but he never, never played, and I'm not bitter at all. Um, <laughs> never played catch with me, maybe once in my entire life. I think I have one pitcher, he played wiffle ball with me for like five minutes. Um, and my mom, who I mean, my mom had me when she was young, so my parents were always working, and right, you know, and I had uncles that would torture me, but they wouldn't, like, really teach me. I spent a lot of my time learning baseball or any of the sports that I played on my own and or whatever okay. I from my friends. Um, so, I mean, I would be outside, you know, throwing the ball against the, the step, you know, pretending that I'm, at the time, whoever, Phil Necro or whatever. So, I mean, that's mm -hmm. kind of how, like, and I think because I, because I found that love on my own, it continues today. Okay. And, you know, like for me, you know, my dad was very involved. Uh, you know, he coached me. Uh, he was either kind of like one of those dads that would help out the coach or he was an assistant coach. And then in my last like one or two years, he was actually my coach. And, you know, when he wasn't doing that, uh, you know, we would have, we would, uh, have a catch or we would go down to the, uh, to the elementary school down the street because they had a bit, you know, every 
you know, you know, you 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 lived here in East Brunswick for a while. You know, every elementary school uh, at that time had a baseball field, right, so yeah. we would do yeah, we would do drills and things like that. Um, but not only that, I mean, he would he would take me to games. He would talk about. I mean, he was a huge baseball fan, you know, so he would talk to me about the Yankees of the 50s and the 60s. Uh, He would talk to me about when the Mets came out in the 60s and how, you know, pretty much growing up, you know, he grew up in Jersey City. uh, You know, you were he was a Yankees fan. And then when the Mets came out, you know, they were just such lovable losers like he really latched on to them. I mean, today he watches both teams. I think he's more of a Yankees fan than a Mets fan. Um but I mean, that's the thing is even even at times, if we couldn't talk about other things, like no matter what, we would always talk about baseball, even to even to this day when when, you know, we all go to see him, um, you know, if it's baseball season, you know, we'll we'll go out to eat. We'll come back to to the house, to his house. And he always puts the game on. And like, you know, Diana and my wife, they'll talk to my stepmom and my dad and I are watching the game talking about baseball and and then you know anything else really and it's i think that's a i think i love sports a lot and i think baseball really holds a special place in my heart because it's it's that connection that i had with my dad oh yeah see that i never had that's funny i you know i had the connection with my mom um in regards to i would go to a lot of yankee games when i was a kid um Mm -hmm. And my best friend, uh, still my uh, best friend today, uh, G-Money, well, we will, uh, that's what I call him, um, mm-hmm. we would go to baseball games. He was, he's, he was um, a guy, I mean, him and I known each other since, since we were five years old. And we played baseball together our entire life, up until when I left for high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so his mom and my mom were heavily into the Yankees. They loved baseball. So in regards to like the, you know, the, the fanatic version of me with the Yanks, that came, <laughs> that came from my mom. Because okay. I, as a kid, I, we go, because remember back in 19, blah, 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 the tickets were like <laughs> $1.50 to sit in the upper deck. Right. So we would go. Oh, to yeah, like, yeah. Right. Sitting down the bleachers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we would get like. 20 games a year and go sit there and, and go see a game. Um, where now, obviously, you can't do that. If I take my son to no. six games in a year, it's it's a lot. But um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where, like, it grew for me as a kid. I loved going to the game. I could tell you, as a kid, I always watched every game as well. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so baseball definitely has a big 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 part is a big part of my life and as you know today when we talk and you hear me on uh, running up the score and when I talk to the, you know when we're talking off air with the other guys I mean I'm very passionate about it uh, but I also as a kid as I got a little older started wa- playing a lot of basketball okay so okay um, yeah you know so we can transition to that but you know um, yeah, so basketball became my, my. You know why? Because you know, like mm-hmm. you said, as a kid, you go and you know, there's like five kids in the in the neighborhood, and you go play baseball, and you know, everybody, you can't hit to the left field, you can't hit the right field. Sometimes you get lucky, you get like seven, you get like twelve or thirteen kids to come out and play ball. Where with basketball, in my in my neighborhood, we had five 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 or six kids. We get out there and play all the time. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's, yeah. And, and you know, as much as I love baseball, that would be the thing that would kill me is that, like, if my dad was working, uh, you know, if he was away on business or something, like, I, I, you couldn't get a pickup game together. You, you couldn't even get, like, um, it was really rare to get, you know, three or four other kids and, you know, hit the ball around or something. But, you know, if you could get three or four kids, it's just so, so much easier, you know, play two on two, three on three, whatever, shoot around. And um, I think that's where I really got my love for basketball because it was just it was a very accessible sport. Like same thing, like with football, it's like you still need a bunch of guys to get like a good tackle or touch football game together. But, you know, if you had if you had you know, four people in total, well, there's a two on two, you know, and then if people joined you and rotated in and out and it's like that could go all day long if you wanted. So it was much easier to play that, but, um, just kind of, I know we're, we're going to jump around. Who cares? That's what we do. That's, that's, um, our, that's our goal. Jump around, jump around <laughs> house of pain. Oh boy. We can do it um, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I will not do. I will not punish the people like that. I'm not going to rap. Never, never. I'll do horrible celebrity impressions. I'm not going to rap. No, no, no. Uh, what? What? Uh, so I was going to ask, what positions uh, did you play? Um, so for most of my younger career, career, mm-hmm. that's funny. Uh, as I, coming up through the minors. That's right, as I, uh, coming up through the minors. I played second base. Again, okay. I'm five foot nothing. Um, but, you know, second base is kind of where I want to play. And then. Mm-hmm. You know, I was that kid, and I, I, I instilled this in my son as well. You play where no one else wants to. And where did no one want to play when they were a kid? They didn't want to catch. Exactly. Exactly. So I, yeah. would, I would, to know that I would get on, because again, it's even the same today. Everybody, everybody, every kid thinks they're the shortstop. I, I knew that. I wasn't. You know, mm-hmm. I knew I could play second base, and I played very well. Uh, for a long period of time, but I knew that I can get in every inning if I caught. So I I taught myself how to catch. Yeah. So yeah. All the way through, you know, youth, I played second. I played. I caught. Obviously, you rotated. You rotated a little bit in the outfield, whatever. Um, but when I really started playing organized sports, um, it's funny. It, it switched. I do some catching. I pitched mm-hmm. a little bit. But I spent a mm-hmm. lot of my time playing first base. Okay. Uh, even though I was five foot nothing, <laughs> at 13, 14, I'm very surprised how scared the boys were scared of the ball at first base. So I started playing there. And that's kind of where I got, that's how I got onto the high school team my one year because I played first base. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I, um, I was, well, I, I I don't want to say my options were kind of limited, but being left-handed, uh, you know, you play third it was, base. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what? I was determined. I really wanted to play third base, and uh, couldn't play third base. But uh, I pitched. Um, my dad taught me how to throw. Uh, he really instilled, like he really instilled in me the fundamentals. And yeah, I was one of the few kids that could catch really well. So much so that um, when they started to let us pitch. You know, the rule back then was, you know, six inning games, pitchers can only pitch three innings. So, um, you know, on the team that I played on, like I was one of the pitchers and there was this other kid named Phil who was he was, you know, (laughs) even back then, this guy was a monster. He was huge. Nobody wanted to catch him. 
I was okay with it, but I'm left-handed. They actually like had a hunt around sporting goods stores to find a left-handed catcher's mitt. So, you know, I pitched, I, I was catcher, I was first base. Um, I honestly, I mean, I love pitching, but honestly, I just love being out there. I was like, you know, put me in right field. I don't care. I'm out here playing. So, uh, did you did you kind of model yourself or imagine yourself as a as a certain player when well, you were playing? Yeah, well, so for my for a lot of my youth, um, Don Mattingly was around for the Yankees, so I always tried to be him. I never hit lefty, but <laughs> I never hit lefty in organized ball. But I could hit on both sides of the plate. I don't, I never did it during organized ball. Ooh, because, double threat! <laughs> yeah, because I didn't want to like look like an idiot. But when we played, uh-huh. when we played, like you know just above type of rec ball, but kind of like, you know, in between there, I would bat lefty every once in a while and play mm-hmm. pretty well. So Don Mattingly was always my idol when I was a kid. Um, so yeah, I kind of emulated myself towards him. Um, so yeah, him and I loved, I know, I liked a lot of first baseman. I really liked uh, Will Clark from the Giants. For the Giants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Mark Grace. And those three guys are probably like the three guys that I, like really uh, worship, so to speak, in the baseball world at the time. <laughs> All righty. So this this is really going to clue people in on, on my true age here. So, um, you know. Mickey Mantle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mickey Mantle. I modeled myself after Ty Cobb. <laughs> no. Um so, you know, off off air, you know, whenever whenever uh, the nerds, we all get together and we chat, or if, I, if I'm texting Pete, I always got to throw in there, Yankees suck, uh, you know, because I am, uh, you know, I, I am a Mets fan, and I got that from my dad, but I am probably more of a Boston Red Sox fan. Okay, I let that sink in. Yep. <laughs> What's that? A boo. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and the reason is, and I'm sure you had this too when you played. So you know, now? what's that? Because there was, yeah, yeah. I jumped on the bed. <laughs> no, because you know, when, whenever you played little league baseball, you know that that was one of the big thrills was when uh, you know you, you you got on your team, and then you know after a week or two of practice, they're like, okay, our uniforms are here. Which in the beginning were really just T-shirts with the team name and the bigger name of the sponsor underneath it. Um, we were the Red Sox. The bail bonds? Yeah, right. Yeah, Chico's <laughs> bail bonds on the back. <laughs> we were actually, I remember, it was like some weird printing company. And I was like, where's this printing company in East Brunswick? I've, I've never seen one. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but we were the Red Sox. And I remember everybody was like, everybody on the team, because everybody was a Yankees fan. And everybody was so upset about it. I was kind of like, I don't know. I think it's cool. You know, and uh, so we were the Red Sox. And around that time, my dad had a business trip to Boston and I got to go with him and we didn't get to go see a Red Sox game. But I forget how this happened. It was like it was had to be in a restaurant or something. Um, You know, this was yeah, this was probably the time when ballplayers like you probably saw them on the street a lot more frequently than you do now. We ran into, and he became my idol for a very long time, legendary outfielder Jim Rice. Oh, wow. And it was like my dad recognized him. He went over, shook his hand, said, you know, 
we, we, you know, asked him a couple of questions, this or that. He was a very, I remember him being a very nice man. I remember shaking his hand and I remember my hand, like, you know, I was seven years old, my hand like disappearing in his, like, I thought he was a giant, um, very, very nice. He was the Red Sox, not a giant. Yeah, no, but no, just like I said, you know, like like when he shook my hand, I was like, yeah. oh, my God, he, he's got my hand. Um, and, you know, I, uh, he was very nice to me. He called me young man. He's like, oh, young man, you play baseball, this and that. And he was very, very polite. And, you know, my dad pointed out after the fact, he said, you know, did you notice like his forearms? Like he's got these like really strong forearms. That's why he's such a great home run hitter. And I remember after that doing like crazy exercises to try to get like massive forearms you know <laughs> like my dad was like oh you gotta like take a hammer and do this and blah 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 um and that's that's kind of how i became a red sox fan and ever since then every time i would play no matter what team i was on i was like i gotta be number 14 give me like if some kid had number 14 i'm like you're trading with me like i gotta be number 14 <laughs> oh, that's see i was gonna ask you what what's the number so 14 was yours um, 14 was mine jim rice yep now i loved obviously i love 23 because of uh don Mattingly. Yeah. and yeah. Um, if i couldn't be number 23 i liked number 24 uh for ricky henderson Ricky, oh, I was I was thinking Paul O'Neill for some reason. Paul O'Neill's twenty one. Uh, so twenty one. Okay. 21. Now in high school, I was number twenty four. When I played for American Legion and the Home News, I was also number twenty four. So, oh wow. Yeah. So I, it was really cool. You know, I, I got the opportunity. And, uh, it's funny when my son finally made the the baseball team. You know, he's a big uh, he's a big Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth fan. He got number three. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, that's cool. Yeah, so, you know, and through the year, see, unlike then, now, it's easier because we could, as the coach, I, I coached more, I actually obviously coached for the last 15, 16 years, my son, all the way from right. T-ball to, to high school, mm-hmm. you know, he can get that number that he wanted, because in his, in his era, who's the guy that everybody wants? Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter, right, so yeah. He had another kid on the team that always got number two because his dad was the head coach. I was always the assistant. But Kyle, <laughs> you know, he was always happy with, like, number 23. And the number that I remember the most that, that Kyle likes and I do like as well is number 42. Oh, well, 42, you know, Jackie Robinson and then um, – uh, oh, my God. I'm totally blanking on um, – Last man. one to wear it. What's that? Enter the Sandman. Yeah, uh, Mariano. There yeah, he go, was yeah. the last last one to be allowed to wear it. Yeah, yeah. So, no, that's great. So Kyle got both of them. He really liked. He loves Jackie Robinson. He's really mm-hmm. into Jackie Robinson. Obviously, he loves Mariano. But I think that's if I was to pick a, a number again, I'd pick number forty two as well. Oh yeah, and I mean, there's again, there's so much history attached to that, and so much. And I think that's one of the one of the things. Like, even though there's a lot of sports I really love, there's so much history and story to to baseball like so much so that like you know my wife diana you know they're they're not really into sports i mean diana can kind of get caught up in like the passion of it like i think i did a, a couple of days ago on stuff i did a thing about the knicks and i said she's probably the most passionate knicks fan that knows little to nothing about the team or basketball itself like she just she just kind of loves that whole atmosphere. Well, she's got the same. She's she's in the same boat as the Nick owners. They have no idea about 
the Knicks are basketball. Yeah, so pretty much. So she's yeah. in good shape. <laughs> yeah, she is. She might know a little more than them, you know. But but hopefully, hopefully that's going to change. But um, what I love about you know what I love about baseball is is like if I watch a documentary or I watch a movie like Field of Dreams or The Natural, like they'll watch it and they'll get into it, you know. And they're not baseball fans or really sports fans, but you know, sort of like you know the drama behind it and and um, sort of like the mystique behind the game of baseball, like it really kind of captures them and they, and they get caught up in it and um, just came back from vacation. And I know, cause I sent you the pictures, you know, that we toured Wrigley field, all three of us toured Wrigley field. And, you know, I'm like, I'm into it and the history and the two of them are really into it. And they're like, wow. Oh my God, no way. You know, when they're talking about how the stadium was built and, and some of the, like the legends about it, you know, they, they just really get caught up into it. But if I like, you know, if we watched a game and I pointed to a player and I asked my wife, like, what position is that guy? She'd be like left over the, you know, like, like they don't, but they, they is just it during, kinda... is it during the shift? Because then you, never, <laughs> you really don't know. <laughs> yeah, really, with the way some, the way some of these ships go. But you know, it's like I, I think that's why baseball again holds a special place because there's it's it's not just a sport. There's like almost like a whole sort of like mysticism to it, you know. Well, you know, for me, you know, I I am a diehard Oakland Raiders fan for football, and that kind of started at a young age as well. Um, now, you know, up until. I really started owning my own house. I couldn't really watch every game because DirecTV mm-hmm. wasn't there or whatever else it would, would be. Yeah. But in this, but with baseball, you know, it was not just the game. You know, it was the numbers and the history and all that. But it was also, you know, there were, you know, so getting into the geek part of like everything. Go for it. All right. So you know how there's Dungeons and Dragons and all those things like that. There's mm-hmm. a game called Stratomatic Baseball. Are you familiar with that? Yes, so I know it well. <laughs> I used to play that with I had two friends and we had a league. We had three there was the three of us and we each pick a team and we would play each other and have like a 50 game season. And that is probably that made baseball to me. It's kind of like the fantasy football now. Uh, getting people into baseball, really knowing other players, that really got me out of just like, okay, Yankees, 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 Yankees. Oh wait, who are these guys? You know. So, yeah, yeah. I thought I, you know, that's kind of where the my geek begins with the games and Strato. Matt Strato is a gateway drug. <laughs> oh God, it is. Yeah, it, it really. I, I was playing Strat, uh, Stratomatic baseball before I played Dungeons and Dragons, and when I started playing Dungeons and Dragons, I was sort of like. You know, wow, this is like stratomatic baseball, but with like wizards and, <laughs> you know, dragons and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it really kind of bled into the two. But here's the thing. When I'm sitting on the bench or, you know, even when I later on when I when I was playing basketball, things like that, I was not talking about this stuff with other people. Well, like, me, go ahead. Go ahead. Let me ask you then. How, yeah. You. OK, so we know that you love you played basketball. Yeah, you know, and you played yeah. baseball. Most all of it was rec, right? No, no high school stuff. Uh, basketball. I played at high school until about my sophomore year, and then I really realized, like, yeah, yeah no colleges need a six foot two kid. And you know, I knew the career I was going to be 
trying to you know head towards which i am doing now so i was like yeah i really got to concentrate on school and uh yeah i'm not going to be getting a scholarship so yeah i i played basketball up until about sophomore year and then that was it all right so you you, you play in the sports and you're you know you're into the baseball and now at the same time now you're you you are you collecting comic books and doing those type of things I am collecting comic books. I'm doing Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm doing all that stuff on the down low. So how many? How many? Are, okay, so I, you know, and obviously, as kids, we know in the high school, in the elementary school, there's all these, there's always cliques or whatever else it may be. Were you playing these with different people? Yeah, absolutely, I was. Yeah, I mean. Um, you know the the Dungeons and Dragons and talking about comic books was a completely separate set of friends. And the thing was, is at the time when I was playing sports, you know, all 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 like my friends that played sports, the only time we really saw each other is when we were doing that. You know, when we were playing baseball or basketball. Once those seasons ended or those games ended, it, it wasn't like we were really hanging out or anything. And I could then kind of like disappear into like my kind of geek world there, but it was never, like I said, you know, if I was, uh, went to my friend Carl's house, who was like, I played Dungeons and Dragons with him from junior high all the way until we graduated high school. Um, you know, if I even started talking about baseball, they were just like, you know, dude, shut it down. Like, don't even talk about it. And when I was like during baseball practice, I wasn't like, you know, you know, Hey, so you know, if if Obi Wan Kenobi did like no, like like that stuff just was not coming up. <laughs> right, uh, I got gotcha. See, okay, so my I have a little bit different uh, mm -hmm. scenario. So I always loved the comic books and those type of things, even when I was playing sports. Now I never really collected. Now I would I would go to the corner store every once in a while and buy one. Right. Um, so my friend George and I were real, I mean, we were literally were really close. So most of my time is we were talking about baseball, playing Strato or wrestling. Now, him and I were like wrestling geeks together. Okay. I had the pictures on my gotcha. wall, all that stuff like that. And then there was a wrestling game that was also kind of like a Strato game. I don't remember if you ever heard of that before. I remember, you know, cause I used to read pro wrestling illustrated and I remember seeing the ads in it, but I was sort of like, Okay, I got Strato. I got Dungeons and like I I I got to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> well, I well I'm the one. Me and my friend George, the only two guys that probably uh, went to that ad and bought the game, and it was like another card game, which was fantastic. Mm -hmm. But as I got older, so now I'm I'm moving into East Brunswick at this point in time. So I'm in ninth grade in my neighborhood. Um, there's about ten or eleven of us, and it was funny like. Half the kids played Dungeons and Dragons, the other right. kids played sports, but they like really. So, we had the kids that played it really well, Dungeons and Dragons, they're the kids that kind of played basketball and other sports really well, but we all blended together and we play both of them at the same time. Oh, that's good, yeah. So, I mean, now those are my friends in the neighborhood. Now, a lot of the kids in my neighborhood were like two, three years younger than I was, so when I go to high school. Dare I not mention what I'm doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. You know, I so, uh, yeah, I mean, I had, I got lucky in the sense that the guys that I really hung out with for the most part in my neighborhood, we would go out and play three on three basketball. And then that night we'd have the sleepover and we played Advanced Dungeons and Dragons or we played Axes and Allies or something crazy like that. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. That's a great one, Axes and Allies. That is a good one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that 
Yeah. Uh, hello. It's in the name of the show. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's great because, like, I, I, like I said, I kind of had the guys I played sports with, and then there were my geek friends, and I was okay going from like one to the other, and I kind of knew, like, you know, yeah, I'm not bringing up geek topics as we're shooting baskets, and you know, I'm not going to talk sports or like. Like when we played Dungeons and Dragons, a lot of times we would put a movie on in the background. Like I knew I wouldn't be like, "Oh, hey, I think the Mets are playing tonight." Like, because I knew, like, yeah, that that channel's not coming up. So let me ask you a question: Did you, did you get reverse picked on by like the nerds because uh, you were talking sports at all? No, no. It's it was a very you know back then. I mean, even still today. I mean, it's it's a very accepting. It was a very accepting community, and I think nowadays. You know, like you, you've said it so often that like like the term geek can apply to anything. Like it just means like if you're a baseball geek, it just means you're very passionate about baseball. And, you know, the great thing is like I look at Diana and her and her group of friends and she has different groups of friends. But it's just because, you know, some of these kids don't know the other kids, not because, oh, well, we're interested in this. And those kids are interested in that because a lot of their interests mix. Right. Like across, you know, she'll have friends that really like sports and comic books. And she has friends that love video games. Yeah. And they all hang out together and they all talk about whatever. It's it's great now. When do you think that changed between our I mean, our generation and our children's generation? Now, just so you guys know, uh, Jay's daughter and my son and my daughter are pretty much around the same age. And my son's almost 20. My daughter's 17, and Diana's kind of in the middle there. So, yeah, she's 18, yeah. Yeah, so where do you think that changed? Because, you know, now, like, with all the movie stars and everything else that are playing, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is playing Iron Man. Where do you think that 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 changed that society was ex- more acceptable? Because, you know, I remember back in the 80s, Revenge of the Nerds. You know, every, every movie you ever watched, Pretty in Pink, blah, 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 the nerds getting picked on, right? Yeah, and it's like you don't really see that anymore, you know, like those kind of classic 80s comedies, you know, you don't see like a Revenge of the Nerds kind of a movie and you don't see it's like it really started, you know, becoming like a geek or a nerd was really kind of chic. I I mean, I don't I can't really think of like, uh, oh, because of this film or because of, you know, that show. I mean, the only thing I could really think of is the fact that, you know, for for our kids generation i mean the internet is huge with them i mean i remember you know i still remember doing the old dial up and sort of like do i really need to go on the internet like kind of not really getting it and i mean that's that's all they do now i mean diana will watch some shows on netflix and hulu but she watches so much stuff on youtube and it is so varied She'll watch stuff about video games and then she'll watch like documentaries on, you know, medieval Europe. And it's, it's, I think, because they're exposed to so much through the internet that it all just kind of blends. Like they're just, it all just kind of blends now, well, you know, I guess. It's funny because um, my comic book store by my house, and yes, I go there every once in a while. I mean, I do collect, but I don't collect. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I'm crazy with the pop thing. I'm not uh, the comic book <laughs> thing, uh, which is even more expensive. The oh, comic yeah. book store by my house. And I know that you go to Milltown Comics. Is that what it's called? 
Main Street Comics in Milltown. In Milltown, right? Yeah. I'll Mm -hmm. I'll never get that right. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Oh, I Uh, messed it up, too. Don't worry about it. (laughs) uh, The comic book store by my house, they have, you know, every Wednesday and Thursday, they have game night. So every Wednesday is Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. This is what I've seen that's different, though. When I go there and I see this going on, now I haven't played yet because I really want to, but I think I'm scared. Um, (laughs) It's all 35 and over. There's no young kids playing these games that I see. Now, I know we had that the whole Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon uh, disasters as, that are still there but um, and Magic, whatever. But I go there Ugh. and I see, I see <laughs> these games being played. I wonder, do you think the kids are playing these games anymore at this age and this, in this time? No, I think they're doing... if. if- all their gaming is is you know console based Xbox, PlayStation, the PC, um, playing stuff on their phones. I mean that's that's what they're doing. And the crazy thing is is you know some of the games they're playing, you know games uh, like Oblivion, Skyrim, uh, Dragon's Dog, but Dragon's Age. I mean these are essentially Dungeons and Dragons, but it's a video game now. And like I said that. That's their generation. But I will say that when we were in Chicago, um, we were visiting my brother-in-law, and he lives in Evanston, which is just outside of Chicago. Uh, And it's a very – it's like Northwestern University is there. So it's this really trendy town. We saw um, two, at least two game cafes where they do tabletop gaming. And I saw college kids in there. So maybe it is making a comeback with them. I, I hope so. I mean, I think that's one of the that I mean, I'd like to do it. But again, like I'm scared because I haven't played in so long. I don't want to look like an idiot and not knowing what I'm doing. And I, it's funny. It, I'll, I'll say this. You know, I, you know, I have I love Don Mattingly and I play as a Strato. I had the same character for uh, Dungeons and Dragons for nine years. Um, Simon the Thief. And he was an elf. Hmm. And he was an elf. And I actually, cool. had, I had actually had a friend draw him for me. Uh, so <laughs> you can intertwine it, people. Let's uh, let's you know, let's let's get that going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let, I think so. I back, think so. Let me get back to the youth sports for a second. Sure. And a little comparison again. When you were a kid, mm-hmm. were most of the kids playing baseball? Did you baseball, soccer, basketball, football? What was the, the your what would you think were the top five or four in that, you know, being played at that at that time? Okay, so you knew I grew up in East Brunswick, so you know one of those sports is soccer because this is like a soccer-crazy town, and it yes. still is today. Yeah. So, you know, the, even back then, the soccer league, I mean, it's it was nothing like it is now, but it was pretty big. After that was baseball, and then was Pop Warner football because basketball leagues, I didn't start getting into that until I was about 12 or 13 because they weren't really around. So, like, the big three were, you know, baseball, soccer, and football. Okay. How about, how, yeah, how about by you? Yeah, that sounds about – like, for me, when I was a kid, it was baseball uh, – well, now, in East in Maplewood, it was mm-hmm. soccer as well. Actually, they played each other in a tournament game the year I moved to East Brunswick, which I thought was pretty interesting. And mm. uh, Maplewood won. Um so yeah, uh, they obviously cheated. So it was always baseball. It was mm-hmm. baseball, soccer, uh, football, basketball. Now, um, and then there was uh, like, uh, did I say football? 
Yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay. And then softball was kind of like the next one. Mm-hmm. Today's sports, you know, number one is basketball. Number two is soccer. Yeah. Number three is baseball. Number four is football. And number, I don't know because, you know, out here. Gym, and five is gymnastics. Well, I would say out here um, because I know you – I don't know. I know you pop down here once in a while, but lacrosse is yes. huge here. It is big. You know, we have the rec team. Um, you know, the high school does very well. Volleyball is also really picking up. And, you know, it, it's great to really see that because it's like I like I just loved sports in general. I mean, I, I remember getting to college and somebody was like, hey, you want to play rugby? And I'm like, what's that? They're like, well, it's kind of like football. And, you know, a, a couple of us went out. There was like one kid who knew the rules. He was kind of showing us. And a lot of people dropped out. But I was like, man, I was willing to give it a go. So yeah, it's great to kind of see more and more sports out there. And it's it's really good because people will say, oh, you know, kids just play video games all day, this or that. I mean, these leagues are huge. Um the baseball managers field. I know you know where where, where those are. Yeah. You know here, here in town. I mean, you go by there on a summer. I mean, it's packed. The fields are packed. You know, kids are playing it. You go by the um, where the fairgrounds are here in town. Uh, that's where the soccer league is and the and the lacrosse league is. And when those seasons are on, I mean, you know you're not going to find parking because it's everybody is turning out and it's, it's, it's really great to see that kids are still so involved in sports. Yeah, it is good. I mean, we still, we talk about all the, um, you know, the, all the video gaming now that these kids play and all the access that they have to phones and the computer and everything else. Uh, it is good to see that, um, that most, some, a lot of these sports are not being affected. Now I have seen the drop in baseball, uh, even as my son now is out of baseball and in college, um, from when he started as a, a four-year-old to when he finished as an 18-year-old, I definitely saw the drop in participation. Um, so I, th- yeah. you know, I could I could definitely see that. Uh, according to In Sports uh, website, which mm-hmm. uh, has that does um, like you know like kind of like our buddy Ranker, they have the top 10 <laughs> sports as. Number ten, softball. Okay. As a participation. I was gonna say like youth youth participation. Yeah. Okay. Touch football, number nine. Number eight, indoor soccer. Number mm-hmm. seven, track and field. Number six, oh. volleyball, which in my town, volleyball is the number one sport played. They've won six championships in a row, state championships. Number five, gymnastics. Number four, tackle football. Mm-hmm. Number three, baseball. Number two, soccer, and number one, basketball. I'm kind of surprised that ice hockey's not up there because even even around here, you know, I run into a lot of hockey parents. Now the high school doesn't have a team, um, but there are leagues. Uh, but I guess you know that's that's a thing that only certain areas of the country are really going to be able to play. You know, you're not going to see uh, a South Florida ice hockey league <laughs> do, we, do you think basketball not because well, obviously basketball and you're you're a huge basketball fan i'm gonna defer yeah. this to you as i mean I, do, I love college basketball whatever but do you think co- basketball is up there because in the inner cities that's kind of like the only thing that's most accepts uh accessible 
I mean, that's the thing is when you go to when you go to major metropolitan areas, I mean, you know, you don't see baseball diamonds or football fields. You know, you go to New York City and you go to the parks there in the city. There's basketball courts everywhere. I think it has such a huge crossover appeal. Um, you know, you, you look nowadays, you know, um, you look at the movie Trainwreck with uh, unfortunately Amy Schumer was in that film, Bill Hader. But you had. Amari Stoudemire was in there. LeBron James had a pretty big, you know, role in that. I think basketball stars have such a huge crossover appeal. I, I think that's why basketball is probably the most popular sport. I would probably also say, and I know, I think we were texting back and forth about this. I think baseball, unfortunately, is so, as much as I love the tradition of baseball, I think they're so stuck in it and sort of stuck in those old rules like, you know, guy hits three home runs off of you, you got to plunk him. I mean, I think that really is turning people off where I think kind of catching up with the modern times, it's basketball. <laughs> See, I'm a traditionalist for baseball. Mm -hmm. I um, I hate like the, the time, the clock and all that stuff. I, I get that, you know, they're trying to get more kids involved than anything else. I, I don't think that's the solution, but uh, that's a whole other conversation. That's a that's that's a separate podcast. That, that's a whole yeah. separate podcast. <laughs> but again, I think you're right. I mean, I think that um, the basket. And that's the other thing. I think the basketball athlete is more mm -hmm. accessible. He's more he uh, and she because women's uh, NBA is actually pretty popular as well. Yeah, um, WNBA is. Yeah, you know, I think that they because they're. You you see their face, right? I mean, football you wear yeah. a mask, you know a number, you know. Sure. Baseball, yeah, you kind of see their face, but basketball they're there, right? And they're involved, and you yes. see it. So I think that's kind of part of it too. I mean, I would never have thought as a kid to go play basketball first. It was always baseball, and mm -hmm. I think nowadays it's kids are more prone to it because it's just less things, less people they have to get involved. Yeah, and also too, if you look at it too, and and I mean. This, this, I think, plays a big factor in it. Um, you know, did did Don Mattingly have his own sneaker? You know, um, is like, uh, you know, the Manning brothers, Peyton and Eli, you know, do they have their own sneakers? No. no. Basketball players do. You know, there's, there's so much, you know, there's like, again, I think there's so much like cross appeal for coming from basketball. And I think the NBA is really tapping into that. Uh, kind of and you know making it a global sport you know now we have NBA players coming and you know yeah baseball players were coming from all over the globe too but I think I think it's like the NBA really kind of goes out of their way to really kind of emphasize the fact that it, basketball is becoming global there's a huge cross appeal you know across movies TVs commercials things like that and and like you said I think they're a lot more recognizable and accessible than some of the other sports. Now, I will give I will give Peyton Manning the nod there. I think he's probably the oh, he's like the face of football. He's yeah, the, he is the LeBron of football, I believe. Even Absolutely, though even though he's not playing now. I mean, you got to admit, I hate him as, with a passion because he was a Bronco, but um, <laughs> I respect him and I do. I actually do like him. Um, I say that you know. My, grinding my teeth but he is funny as hell you know he is you know and he he really does try to help 
below the N- NFL up. But I think, like you said, basketball is this whole other thing. This is we're going off in a way tangent as usual. Oh, as usual. Uh, all right. So as a kid, did you mm-hmm. um, did you watch like so? For me, I knew it was baseball season when Channel Eleven played Bad News Bears. Uh, did you have a movie or something like that that uh, kind of like got you going for like the sport that you're most interested in? Uh, yeah, I mean, for baseball, for a long time, it was the Bad News Bears. Um, and really, <laughs> I think now, I mean, and there's so many great baseball movies out there. Separate podcast on that. <laughs> I think, you know, as much as I love the original Bad News Bears, I think now the baseball film that I think of is major league. <laughs> well, I saw that plenty of times. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know, you're right. I think, you know, I do major league. I do like, and that's one, again, one of my favorite baseball movies. Um, yeah. So, I mean, so major league, huh? what about like, is there a basketball movie or anything like that? That kind of like, uh, <laughs> Besides basketball, <laughs> well, basketball is a sport of its own. Um, when I was when I was growing up, there was this film that came out in the late seventies, and it starred Dr. J, and it was called "The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh." It's such an obscure movie, and it's almost impossible to find nowadays. But it used they used to play it on HBO way back when, and. I used to love that one. And if I had to think of a basketball movie now that I really like, I don't know. There's there's really no there's really no basketball movie. I mean, there was like Blue Chips, which was like, eh, that was okay. Uh, forget about Eddie. That was just absolutely I'll ridiculous. Tell you mine. I can tell you mine. Go ahead. Go for it. Space Jam. Space Jam. Oh, I love Space God. Jam. That's just a yeah, game. Space Jam is good. Yeah, I gotta give it to that. Yeah, I did yeah. see Uncle Buck though. I mean, Uncle Buck. That's a whole other podcast too. Uncle Drew. I was like, wait, what's more? Was that wait? <laughs> John Candy, not a basketball player. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, great actor. Uh, yeah, but Uncle Drew um, actually wasn't horrible. I have to tell you. <laughs> so, that was one I actually did want to see because I kind of looked at it and I said, okay. It's kind of like a, a like a silly comedy, but I don't think it's going to be horrible. <laughs> no, you know, again, uh, just so everybody does know out there, Shaquille O'Neal is my favorite basketball mm-hmm. player. Um, I, as a kid, Jay, you were involved in basketball. You probably watched a lot of the, the Knicks and all those type of things. Yep. I really didn't watch a lot of professional basketball until mm-hmm. I moved to East Brunswick. I was like 14, 15 years old. Right. Everybody that I hung out with never really watched it. We played it. But we never really watched it, and then right, uh, you right. know, other than Seton Hall basketball because I live right near there, um, I really never watched a lot of basketball. So my my knowledge is you know really Michael Jordan to Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, and I think it's kind of understandable because at that time I think baseball dominated the airwaves. You know, now it's like you flip the channels and there's basketball games popping up left and right in season. And, you know, with all the seasons overlapping, uh, you, you know, it's like, I think you, you know, baseball, basketball and baseball season, you know, they, they do have those overlapping times. And I think during those time periods, if you're flipping the channels, you're more likely to come across a basketball game than a baseball game. Cause I think, you know, they're, they're just out there more now. Whereas back then, yeah, you had to have the MSG network to watch the Knicks, you know, and because they weren't really on 
the major like ABC, NBC, like maybe like a Saturday game, and that was it. <laughs> so, would you rather watch? A, okay, I'm gonna. This is gonna be, go for it. As yep. a kid, no, go, yep. as a kid, mm-hmm. would you have rather watch the sporting event or a wrestling event? Like live or on TV? One of each. One of each. Okay, so ah. Uh... Wow. I think like on TV, I I would stick with wrestling just because it was just constant action and so much fun Um, because I and I still believe this today. And it's real. And it's very real. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I still believe this today. I mean, I do like watching sports on TV. I would much prefer to watch sports live, like being there, being in the arena or the stadium and just caught up in all of that. So, you know. To me, you know, professional sports is is best watched live. Wrestling is for TV. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely for television. Wow, oh, yeah. we talked a lot about nothing. <laughs> it's good. I like that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Jay, uh, yes, sir. I was going to ask you one other question. That I can't remember what it was now. Um, do you? So now, as a parent, mm-hmm. and you know, your daughter. Were you? Did you push her towards sports? Did you push her towards the the nerd stuff? Was there any influence there in regards to the either one? Not really. I just kind of, you know, she kind of developed her tastes for things on her own, you know. And if there were things that I were interested in, and that was the thing is, kind of being interested in both sports and and geek stuff, whichever way she went, I kind of had her covered and and would you know kind of spur her along so you know she was never really into sports she tried soccer for like a season and was just bored by it she tried softball for a season and was just bored by it um and it wasn't until much later on when you know just taking my love for sports so far getting video games sports video games and playing it and she would watch it, and then I would say, like, do you want to go to a Knicks game? And, you know, she was like, sure, why not? She she got caught up into it. But, again, it, more of that being in the arena and, and, you know, she doesn't know the players' names. Like, the the only Knicks she knows is Kristaps Porzingis because of the name, you know? Right, okay. Um, but she gets caught up in it, and she really, really loves it. But I wasn't going to be like, you know, hey there, let's go throw the old pigskin around or something like that. What, whatever she gravitated to, you know, my wife and I, we were like, hey, that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. Let's let's go do it. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, my son, my daughter played soccer for a long period of time. Uh, mm-hmm. My son, obviously, he played baseball and basketball. Um I tried showing him a comic book and he he laughed at me. He <laughs> he bullied me and called me a nerd. Uh so how dare he? Yeah, so you know <laughs> he's again, you know, he's the opposite of me where I was able to like manage both, but I had a lot of friends that did both where he has you know, I guess this generation I and mean, his his friends none of them actually they play Fortnite and all that stuff, but there's no right. board, no board game or any like action figures or wrestling. Oh, like no, that, that stuff that no. they don't get into. So no. I think some of it was lost. You know, the arts of the some of the nerd stuff was lost as in our youth. Um, I hope it can come back again. I think so. There. I think it will. Nostalgia is a big thing. It so. is a big thing. Let's get back yep. to the eighties. Wait, hold on. <laughs> back to the future. Uh, so I had to throw it in there. You got to throw it in there. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> we're wrapping it up. Where's the Back to the Future reference? That's right. And Norton. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> 
it's funny. We were, you know, as we talk on our text all the time, it's anything that we're talking about the 80s today. And the, I'm like, yeah, Back to the Future. That's all. Back I, to the Future. And I just <laughs> cut it Default off. answer. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, enough <laughs> of the Back to the Future. So anyway, you're listening to Jay and I on Enter the Nerd Zone, where you can find mm-hmm. us on a, t- a ton of places. One yes. of the most important places you can find us is on brothersinarmchairs.com, where you find Enter the Nerd Zone. Or uh, Jay's other podcast, um, Stuff You Don't Need to Know, where he does right. a, a plethora of <laughs> topics. Um, and, you know, he does talk some sports, too, and uh, leave that to me. Uh, yeah, you got uh, it. <laughs> uh, I run it. Well, I do Running Up the Score on Fat Guys. Uh, yes. So you can find all of our stuff kind of in that area on Enter the Nerd Zone. But we're also located, where else, Jay? Uh, okay, well, you're listening to us. Hopefully, you're listening to us on the Anchor app, which does have that call-in feature. So call in or, you know, flag us, tag us, like us, whatever whatever it is the kids do nowadays. Uh, we're on iTunes where you can rate and review us. Uh, we'd love to read it. Uh, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Google Play, Spotify. We're on Spotify. Uh, really, anywhere there's a podcast, you're going to find us. That's right, exactly. That's what he said. Oh, that's what she said. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, so, yeah. So, also with that. So, you guys listen to Enter the Nerd Zone. Uh, listen to future casts. Listen to old casts. Or, you know, we got some great topics coming up. I think we still have to finish Harry Plopper, right? You got to get that seventh movie. Yep. Yes. Uh, so, seventh movie slash book. Yes. Book, book movie. Seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever it is. Uh, Whatever. Hopefully, we'll get enough. And look for us in November to talk uh, Fantastic Beasts because the the new movie is coming out as well and uh, after Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, so, can't wait. Uh, we're gonna start talking about that. We got some mm-hmm. uh, fashion to do with some shows. Um, <laughs> wrestling as always. Wrestling as always. Uh, you know, you can. We'll talk about anything. Listen, tell us on Instagram. Tell us on Anchor. Uh, tell us on Facebook, tell us on Twitter, tell us on whatever you can tell us on what you want to hear from us. Give us some ideas, uh, comment on what we've done in the past. You know, we want to hear from you guys. So make sure you're listening and, and, and doing that. That's what he said. That's what he said. <laughs> so, uh, just a quick, quick couple of shout outs. Uh, yes. Main street comics in Milltown, New Jersey. Exactly. Make sure you go in there, getting all your uh, favorite books. Uh, Jay is part owner because he pays so much in the. In the <laughs> yeah, I books. feel like it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, with her going away to school, they're going to be like, "How come our profits have suddenly dropped?" <laughs> What's going on here? Uh, so make sure you're checking out them. Make sure you are uh, going. If you're in the Anaheim area, you're going to the Lag Bar. Uh, great uh, libations and gaming. Um, you know, great shout out to, or I want to give a shout out to our, our buddies at Nerd and Me, uh, our partners in crime. Who, without them, we'd be, we'd be us. We, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we, we. Uh, no, I, 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 seriously, no, no. Definitely, I definitely want to give a shout out to Alan and John because uh, if it wasn't for them, I don't think we'd be doing this show. <laughs> no, I, I think it's it's great, and I, I again make sure you check it all out, all the shows on. Uh, brothersinarmchairs.com um, make sure you're checking out all those great episodes that we've done and remember Batman 66 is the best Batman ever <laughs> couldn't agree more so with that said Jay yes, sir same bat, yep. bat channel Batman don't sue us
Yep. <laughs> Not in.